0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Friday morning. We're talking about Duffified Live. I'm the host. It's my show. And I am Brian Duffy. I've never done that before. I don't think I've ever introduced myself on a podcast. Maybe I will this week. My name is Brian Duffy. I'm a chef out of Philadelphia. I have two wonderful daughters, ages 19 and 16. Uh, I am a divorced man. Uh, I live in an old historic twin house in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Uh, I live in the hood um, in a very diverse area. I have a really fun restaurant in Philadelphia in the suburbs called Ardmore Q, which is a super cool barbecue restaurant I just recently divested out of a series of other restaurants that I was involved in so that I can start to focus a lot more on one my consulting, two this unbelievable podcast, three my personal life involving my children and extra, you know, and and extracurricular activities that I'm involved in and girlfriends and all that good stuff. So that's where I am right now and that's who I am. But you guys have probably seen me on fun little shows like bar rescue. And that's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to go any further with that. What I am going to talk about is some really cool shit that I've been doing for the last couple of weeks. So I went skiing, uh, this past weekend, um, for the first time, you ready for this in 26 years. So I dusted off the old boards and, uh, popped some boots on my feet, which, Have made some major changes in the bunch of years. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me getting cortisone shots and all that sort of shit put into my feet because I've got just got really bad feet these days. It's just you know, I mean, after twenty six plus years of standing and multiple years of playing sports and wearing cleats and um, all that shit and just hounding and beating and pounding onto my feet, I got bad feet. So uh, I decided why not shove them into a piece of plastic that you're going to tighten up with clamps to make them as tight as possible and uh, affix them to long pieces of wood uh, that are bound down that the only way to get your feet out is if you twist them in a very painful manner via falling. Uh, So I decided to do that. So I got Fiona snowboard, uh, my youngest daughter, a snowboard for Christmas. And I thought, you know what? It's time to do this. So we headed up to New York and we hopped on to uh, West Mountain and I went down the bunny hill. And as soon as I hit the top of the bunny hill, it all came back to me. I hadn't skied. I have the hiccups in 26 years. I used to date a girl 20. Five years ago, 27 years ago, who her father owned a ski shop. She was super hot. She was awesome. Such a cool chick. Uh, And one day I got a phone call that my skis, my ski package was ready for me and one of my buddies. She gave us skis, boots, poles, and bindings. And I taught myself how to ski. After day one of skiing, I was doing black diamonds. Day two, I was on a ski instructor course because I heard that if you take the course – just to learn how to teach people to ski, you got passes for free. So I skied for free all day. I failed the test by one point. I unfortunately never became a ski instructor, but I skied for a couple of years. And then I, uh, got hurt. Uh, one year I was up on Hunter mountain, Coming down the hill with a friend of mine, honestly, uh, the guy's name was Dave. I can't remember his last name. We played rugby together and I got hurt pretty bad. I crushed my knee on a snow machine, so I didn't ski anymore. I stopped. That was it. You know, I was either going to work and play rugby or I was going to ski and not be able to fucking walk. So I quit skiing. And I started up again last week, Uh, got to the top of that bunny hill, man, and it all came back to me how to ski literally came back to me. And it's so funny because everybody I talked to was like, dude, it's like riding a bike. It's like riding a bike. It's like riding a bike. You're just going to remember. But uh, all I remembered was crushing my knee up against a snow machine. But. Uh, You know, one of the things that I loved about skiing was, one, that, you know, you're outside. I mean, you're you're in the air, that cold air and, you know, that rush of adrenaline as you're going down a mountain. Now, look, my rush is a lot different than it used to be. I'm 48 years old, man. But my rush is a lot different. You know, I'm a little bit more cautious uh, in my maneuvers. I'm not as... Um, I, I'm not as interested in the fall uh, due to, you know, because I have a job, man. I got to be careful what I do. I can't I can't do a podcast all day long. I got a job I got to do. So I really wanted to open up uh, some new opportunities for me. So so I skied West Mountain on Friday. I skied Gore on Saturday. I'm going to do another quick run up to West on Wednesday. Thursday Uh, So that'll be, I'm recording this today, Wednesday. That'll be tomorrow night, Thursday. And then Friday, while you guys are listening to this, I will be on Whiteface in Lake Placid. So I'm pretty excited about this new opportunity for me. I mean, you know, wintertime, not a lot of people in the Northeast. In the Northeast, there's not a tremendous amount to do, especially in the Philadelphia area. So if you're going to get out and get on skis, rock and roll, I highly suggest you do it, even if it's a snowboard. I've had a lot of fun doing this, man. I really, really enjoyed myself this past week and um just the you know the taking the lift up and getting that cold air just sucking it in it clears your body out it clears your brain out to me it was a boatload of fun so um and i started to play around a little bit i was cooking for everybody on saturday morning before we went skiing and i was doing quesadillas um and the funny thing about the quesadillas is i tend to put cheese on the outside of my quesadillas because when you do it through a press It actually creates a crust on the outside of your quesadilla. So there's your tip for the week. Put some fucking cheese on the outside of that thing and have fun with it. Um, Driving. I've been doing a lot of driving lately. I kind of chilled out on some flop stuff. I did Mohegan's Sun a couple weeks ago on an 11-day run. I was out in Vegas for five days doing my GE stuff. I was in Vancouver up at Alana for three days. So I've been on the road for a while, man. I had an 11-day stretch there and I'm really stoked to be home. It's amazing how much work I get done when I get back. I clean the restaurant uh, on Monday and Tuesday, like clean the shit out of it. Got in, re scrubbed corners, floors, just got it all done, you know. Um, and I was just telling Jerry that uh, I didn't shower last night after I worked all day, and I have a horrific body odor going on right now. Um, and uh, and and that I'm every six months, I realize from drinking coffee when I drink regular coffee whether it be a cold brew whether it be uh iced whether it be hot that i start my ph in my body changes so as of today i'm on a coffee break again because coffee just does weird shit to my body man changes the ph levels in my body it gives me this weird uh odiferous nature i'm not going to lie uh, i'm going to shower as soon as i'm done doing this with you guys um, But I've also – I've been doing a lot of research lately on vegan and vegetarian because I've been feeling super lethargic lately, you know, trying to pay a little bit more attention to my diet, what's going into my body. Um, I started to do my reset uh, a couple weeks ago, and I I had to back off because – I had, I had some experiences. I I had to, I was in Vancouver. I had to go eat. I was in Portland. I was, you know, I wasn't about to, uh, to to do my 650 calories a day while I'm out in Portland, I wasn't about to do that. I'm in Vegas, man. I had to go eat in Vegas. I had to go to some of my favorite spots. I had to get some great meals in me because um, I'm only out there for a small for a short period of time. And then you know, going up to Mohegan Sun, I've got a routine when I get up there for the uh, Sun Wine food, the Food Fest up there. I stop at Jasper White Summer Shack and I grab myself some clam bellies, man. It's just the, where I start off. Uh, And then, you know, I've got my drinking. I don't drink much. But when I get up into Mohegan, for some reason, the beers are flowing, the cocktails are flowing. It's a great way to go. And so is the wine. Um, So I try to have some fun when I get up there. But uh, so I'm doing some research. I'm going to have some some uh, some kind of news in the next couple of weeks about some stuff that I'm doing. Um, I'm going to go vegetarian for a little while. I think I think I'm really going to dig in and and um, and have some fun. I just want to clean my system out a little bit. So I'll let you know how it goes. Um, Other than that, uh, you know, it's a pretty Pretty tight week I've got a wedding I've got to go to up in Lake Placid Like I said, I'm going to do some skiing um, But other than that, it's all about the show So I want you guys to do me a favor I've got a great guest coming in um, I loved our conversation I've known her for a couple of years We've become friends And it's oddly enough the first time I've had her on the show uh, Everybody's got to do me a favor Welcome to this week's episode of Duffified Live Celebrity personal chef Manushka Garrier Good morning, Manushka.
1: Good morning, Brian Duffy.
0: <laughs> you always say my name, and I'm like, "How you doing?" I like blush a little.
1: <laughs> Do
0: you? What <laughs> so, uh, what's going on? You're out there in LA, so thank you so much. Or on the West Coast, right? Where are you?
1: I'm in Los Angeles.
0: You're in LA. I love it. And thanks for getting up I'm the early. The best coast. The okay. best coast? Yeah. I like the left coast.
1: Yeah.
0: No, it's the best coast. I see. I you know I think that. I, I'm not a huge Southern California guy.
1: Well, I said the coast. I didn't even just say Southern California. I was talking about the whole thing. Like the yeah, last you time guys I got to see you prior to the Oregon sun. We were hanging out in the Pacific Northwest and you were loving it.
2: I love
0: that whole area. I love the, the I agree that, that, that everything North of LA is super cool. <laughs> okay, you know, I do. I, I mean, don't and and, and South of LA. It's really LA. LA. You
1: know, LA. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you mean like Mexico or like San Diego?
0: No. Like, I, I mean, I love San Diego. I think San Diego is, is a brilliant, super casual, fun place to be.
1: It is. But you have to acknowledge LA does have the best food. Where? Like California? Every, yeah. Los Angeles. specifically. In,
0: in in the country or in California?
1: I think
0: in the country for sure. Uh, Philly's the best restaurant city in the country. We have five of the top oh, ten. Good. Five of the top ten best restaurants in the country are in Philly. Three of them won James Beard's in the last three years. We have best oh, wow. restaurateur. We have we have best chef. We have best pastry chef. Three mm-hmm. of them in Philly right now.
1: Boom! Congratulations! Boom! Well. But, mm. Remember, but remember, I, I did travel across the country.
0: I know you <laughs> so did. Much, got okay. to be everywhere. All, right. All right, hold on, hold on. First off, why don't you tell yeah. us who you are, what you do, and how people can follow you, get in contact with you, whatever it is.
1: Well, my name is Chef Manish Gagariah, and I am a celebrity private chef here in Los Angeles. Um, I work for tons of celebrities. Um, my clients include uh, Caitlyn Jenner, Drake, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber. I was just working for Justin Bieber out in the islands over the mean year, um, you. and city, yeah. So so you got people. a fun little
0: world. <laughs> you know, you got a fun world out there. So, how can people follow you? Because you lead a fun little
1: life. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> you got to do it for the gram, right? Um, my Instagram is single underscore serving. And uh, my Twitter is single serving, and my Facebook is single serving.
0: Why single serving?
1: You know, uh, when I first started, um, I was an actress for very many uh, years—about ten years when I moved out here, twenty in total, my whole life. Um, And I would throw like these elaborate dinner parties, and people are like, "Okay, you're like the black Martha Stewart. Like, you need to." Like do this for a living, do your own show. And I, at that point, I had never watched a food TV show before in my life. I always thought it was like stoner TV. i was like, wait, I'm supposed to watch food I can't eat. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> so when um, it became clear to me that this is something that I wanted to do, uh, I started watching Food Network religiously, and I noticed that there was nothing teaching anybody like how to cook for one. So um, oh, cool. I started um, – uh, my brand and I shot a pilot called single serving food network actually um, ran into my blog. Cause at that point they were looking at um, bloggers to give a show. Um, and they flew me out to New York and I did my test. And that's when uh, they approached me about a show called private chefs of Beverly Hills. So once I did that show, that's when it just, that's it snowballed into me being a professional private chef right. and, I'm single at the time and I'm serving everyone. So single serving, single works serving. as well.
2: Very mm-hmm. nice. I like it.
0: So let's go back. Okay. So let's have this other conversation here about food in the country. Awesome. I think I agree with the diversity of LA. And I think that the, the style of food that's happening in LA is pretty much unmatched anywhere else in the country.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, California is the only one that has a cuisine that is is acknowledged. Its
0: own. Like right. Well, I mean, not the only own. one. I mean, you've got the south. You've got Southwest. You've got, you know, that sort. Of, but I. But it it is its own entity. But it's very, You're right. It is yeah. its own entity. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, like I mean, Nick Liberato, who's one of my dear friends. He's got a great kind of meld of that Northeast attitude with that clean. Uh, palette of West Coast food that I love.
1: Mm-hmm. Plus I think the to table originated here. Like a lot of things that stuff are able to run with and are doing came from here as well. So I, I I don't know. I I I just have a love for the food here. I just think I just think it's just I think, I think it's amazing. And the fact that like any time of day you can get whatever you want you know so whether true. it's a vietnamese bonnie to uh uh, uh armenian lavajer to mm-hmm. Cuban food like everything is covered here
0: what is your what's your go-to meal out there
1: my go-to out here. Your go-to.
0: I mean, where's where's you know? I've got a place around me that's called Philosophy. They do a great job. They make a nice, pho, it's good broth, great noodles. I'm really happy with it. That's like my go-to. If the girls and I are like, hey, what do you want to do for yeah, dinner? That's Let's like, just you're
1: like a- asking me this question. You know, I have commitment issue. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I would definitely say the street tacos. I mean, there's just there's just mess there's just nothing like
0: it. There's nothing like, like yeah, it at all.
1: Sushi. When you
0: can drive down Washington and pull up next to a truck that is frying uh, eyeballs and tongue and everything (laughs) just right there, right next to you, right in front of you, there's nothing. I mean, unless you're sitting in TJ or Mexico City, there's nothing like it
1: for a dollar too. for a dollar
0: dollar. And they've got little tiny chairs and tables set up, and you're ready to rock and roll. It's just on the side of the street.
1: And then you just like talk to the coolest people too. It's like when yeah. you're standing in line, you're meeting people that came all the way like from San Diego. And we're like, wait, you're like right around the corner from TJ. What are you doing? Oh, because these oh, are the best tacos. I'm those like, are the really? best
0: tacos. Yeah. That's <laughs> the truth. I do agree. And I think that the street food that's out there, I, I mean, look, that's where David Chang, it's where, you know, I mean, it's where all these guys yeah. really initially kind of ran the world. Was in that that mm-hmm. that that street food mentality, which is great. And yeah, then now saying, you've got brick yeah. and mortars, and you know now we have fucking rent. So
1: and now we have uh, we have something now that's taking off called ghost kitchens. So oh yeah, the rise of of um, Uber Eats and all this food delivery. The, you, you've got these great restaurants who are renting out space in their kitchen, or these um, these. Uh, I don't know how to explain it really, but it's just like a lot of people who don't have the money to do a brick and mortar or don't have the balls to do a food truck. They're serving really amazing food from these ghost kitchens.
0: It's tough. You know, I mean the, the, the whole, I I do a lot. And I do a lot that's involved in trending, you know, so I'm constantly Mm -hmm. talking about what's going to be happening for the year. And it's the first year that the number one trending thing in food is about delivery. It's not actually yes. about a food item itself. It is the one thing that everybody's talking about.
1: Thanks, Jeff Bezos. Everything is, everything well, is being delivered now.
0: I mean, there's a lot of struggles that come with that. I mean, you've got to realize that Uber Eats charges restaurants 30%.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, it's it yeah. right off the t-
1: You run at a 21%
0: liquor cost. Yeah. Well, that's in a ghost kitchen setting.
1: Yeah.
0: That's in it. That's in that setting. I mean, you've got to realize that for me, where I've got a brick and mortar and 70% of my business during the winter is to go and I've got Grubhub, Caviar and Uber Eats. 30% Mm -hmm. off the top comes out of, out of Uber eats. So I've got a 30% food cost. I've got a 21% liquor cost. I've got a, you know, a 16 to 18% labor cost. And then I've got fixed costs on top of it. And and when you break it all down, you're not actually making money.
1: You know, you're making two to 3%. I
0: I know. Isn't it the best? You don't have to worry about food cost.
1: No, but on to top of about it, I mean, toss, I don't have to worry about valet. I don't have to worry about plumbing. I don't have <laughs> to worry about like, any of that. Where's stuff.
0: my chef jacket? Where's my damn? Oh, where's coat? my
1: dishwasher? Uh, constantly, did the so, dishwasher quitting last minute in the middle of service? I don't have to worry about that. Uh,
0: that. When you're in it, yeah. So, like, what? Where did you? Where did you kind of come from? I mean, where did all of this? Where are you from originally?
1: Miami, Florida, and my family. Miami, continued. Florida. Yeah.
0: Oh, 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 man. I, you know, I used to work in the Keys and we used to have Mm -hmm. a bus that would go down the south side of the highway into Key West and it would come up Mm -hmm. the north side of the highway into Miami. And I had a bunch of Haitian guys that worked for me. And I, I loved those guys. I loved that. So many nights Mm -hmm. they missed the bus and they would have to sleep Mm -hmm. on my couch. You know, did did you
1: ever have
0: our food? I've had, yeah, but I never. Like, I I, I had a woman who used to work in a kitchen that I worked in in Key Largo, and she would bring food in for me. You know, because I always cooked for everybody. I loved family meal, and I would cook for people. But I, I absolutely loved. I loved my Haitian guys, and the food that they would bring in was brilliant.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what helped me that catapulted me because I offered a different type of flavor profile than people were used to getting out here. So when I first moved here, there was like four Haitian restaurants. Now there aren't any, um, there was a food, Haitian food truck for a minute. And I was like bragging how we had like every, every food here, but (laughs) that that happened. Right. Um, but that's really like, (laughs) <laughs> strike what made me stand apart plus my um coming from uh acting background uh a lot of people trusted me in their homes knowing that i would keep on the up and up and keep their privacy because when you're, in, you're you're literally like you're you're fly flying the wall literally and 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 oh my home. god yeah. so this is have access deal. To every single aspect of their life yeah
0: i mean yeah. you're hearing you're hearing everything
1: everything
0: now now so how does that so you you how, how old were you when you moved here from Haiti
1: uh I know I was born in Brooklyn New York raised in Miami and then I moved to Los Angeles when I was 22 got it and, okay uh, so, I'm 44 now black don't crack y'all what? <laughs> what did you say black it's a black don't crack <laughs> in case anyone's checking <laughs> out Instagram right now I'm 44 yeah
0: where so when did the, the kind of when did the food part of it get involved in your life? And was there how big was the was the carryover? I mean, were you into acting and then you're like, wait a second, I want to I really want to dig into food. And you kind of transitioned yeah, into it or it, was it, it like, was a like a clean 10 break? Years
1: ago, It was 10 years ago. I had uh, I had lost my job at this bar that I had for like 11 years. I got brought bottle service to L.A. I brought like the whole style of how we served bottles in Miami and clubs. Um, I was supposed to start a movie that was filming in Aruba that fell through last minute. And I had just gone through a breakup. So I didn't have like anything like I didn't have nothing. Right. And um, a friend of mine invited me to Honduras to um, chase whale sharks. And I was like, well, I don't have a job. I have a thousand dollar weed, And I don't like sharks. I'm black. So um, I'm just going to read this book that opens <laughs> has telling everybody to read, Call of Earth. So I read the book, I uh, was there for 10 days, I read it for our Thursday, um, and uh, my, a friend of mine, when I got back to L.A., um, asked me if I wanted to go with her to Vegas, and I still don't have a job, I got this out of week, and I read this book, And it's all about living in the now, I was like, yeah, of course. So I went out to Vegas with her, and we were just, like, all excited to go to a Chick-fil-A because we didn't have a Chick-fil-A in L.A., but we forgot it was Sunday and they're not open, so... You know, she's a Miami girl, too, and she had put all her food that was in the fridge in the cooler because we're not, we're not going to throw away food. And I was like, okay, I'll make whatever you have. And so I cooked dinner that night, and a friend of hers came, and uh, another fellow dancer, well, I didn't get to say that part. She was out there dancing in Vegas for share. And um, and he was like, whoa, you need your own cooking show. Like, you got to, like, knock on people's door. And, like, you know, they were just, like, so surprised, like, how. Well, I did. And I was like, Really? And they're like, yeah, totally. Like, you're really, really, really good cook. So that week, I started watching uh, food network religiously. It was also a time that they had the show called I don't remember. You, re- you remember Chefography? It was basically like a chef version of A and E's biography. So it told the whole backstory oh, of every man. single chef, and I was just wow. enthralled. I took a hundred dollars out of my uh, bank account. And I went to a food for less, and next email you know, I became like the unofficial private chef for all the dancers. Like every night they would come, they would like say, tell each other in rehearsal, "Oh my gosh, Michelle has this girl that's staying with her, <clears food throat> cook, and her food is amazing." And it just became, it just kind of like snowballed into that. And so, um, to make a long story short, when um, Oprah came into town to film Cher and Tina Turner, and I got to go and I got to meet Oprah, like completely randomly and I like I stopped her I always had like this like monologue in my head like what I would tell her like all of that flew out the window I was like thank you I finally knew what I want to do with my life thank you for having us read that book and she's like oh it's great isn't it I was like yeah and that was it so as soon as I got back to LA um, there was a director on my soccer team Uh, I told him I really want to try out for next network star and he was like well why? Why would you do a reality show? Right? Like, Why? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll film you. Let's do a pilot. So that's what we did. We shot the pilot. Um, uh, I started a blog documenting you know, what it was like to shoot the pilot and what it's like to be new into food and all this, like all of my exciting, like like kind of how you see on Instagram. I was doing that in the blog, the blog world. And right. um, Jordan Harmon uh, saw my
0: blog and. Jordan Harmon. Well, I haven't heard that name in years.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So talk about a decade ago. Yeah. So um, when I went, I did my, my test, you know, we have a food network here. So I was very surprised that they flew me out there to begin with. So, um, but I was also told they only do that a few times a year. And I'm not working. I'm uh um and my dog actually died the night before I had to put my dog down. Jesus. So I was like a wreck. <laughs> but I right. only had two chances to get this shot right. The first no, they gave me three. I'm sorry, three. The first two times, whatever, I was not doing it well at all. And then the third time uh, I nailed it. And you know when like someone kind of walks up to you like really slowly with their hands kind of in prayer and they're just so grateful that you just made their life so much easier. And I was like, really? She's like, oh my God, you did such a great job. I was like, really? No, it was so good. It was so good. I was like, really? And then I just started bawling. She's like, what happened? What happened? I was like, I pulled out my dog collar from my pocket and I was like, I had to put my dog down yesterday. And, why I was about. and she was like, What? She's like, "Why did you come?" I was like, "Because I didn't want anybody else to take my job." I, you know, I know you guys don't oh. do this very often, and I had no idea Jordan was up, uh, up in the in the office, is up in corporate watching the whole thing. So he had called down and they asked to send me up, and so he got to see like these waves between you know me. I'm a little bit on the dramatic side. <laughs> he got to see like so Just many different colors in my personality that he was like, okay, we have this show called Private Chef at Beverly Hills. I think you'd be perfect for. And that was it. Nice. Well good. Yeah. And then and I a way to tell that story a lot shorter.
0: <laughs> you don't have to tell and no, you don't. That's you. Part of your <laughs> part of part of you and 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 the you know, I mean we've known each other for a couple years now. I mean, and part of you is your storytelling ability. So fuck that. Don't yeah. don't curb it. Own it. I tell stories that way as well, yeah. though. because there's because yeah. they're they're parts of your life. I mean, you remember it so vividly, and, and you're excited about that. So the add-ins that you put into there are what you know you're creating that same excitement that you felt for other people. Fuck that! Don't 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 censor yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Oh,
1: you know, you know, I'm not really good at you. that.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, I love it. So now, I mean, so how does it how does it go? I mean, so now you start getting into, you know, all these people's homes and you start working for these people. I mean, as the private chef, are you spending, you know, are you a contracted employee that's there for a six month period? Are you doing one-offs? How does that all be- I feel, I feel begin to build?
1: It's, it's catering. It's, it's one-offs. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I was with Diddy for, um, almost a year. I was with the Getty family for a year um joe russo and his family i was with them for six months like it, it varies um Caitlin, i only do one-offs for her um i did her first father's day uh, there was one time she had me over because uh, she had sharon stone over for dinner and um she needed sharon wanted a great understanding of her transition because she just couldn't get it because i mean bruce was like uh, God. So like how like she's like <laughs> I need an explanation. She's like, okay, I'm gonna have my girls come over and we'll explain to you because you're coming kick dinner. So it 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 just varies. But um really it was the show that, that really like catapulted me into like another level because like I was doing like one offs for friends of mine who are famous actors. But then once I did like that show it became something different. So like Ariana Grande's mother's assistant at the um, at the time was a huge fan of the show, and she had asked me to come and cook a couple of one offs for them. And once word spread, like like Ariana like started following me on Twitter, and like we would like banter and da and like once that like that was it. Like everyone's like started to know who I was. That's cool. Yeah, I just I don't, I I don't love know. her I just, like is that like something like I was planning, but it just kind of just it just. Snowballed into this other thing. I know she's
0: obsessed, my baby girl. Well, and I, you know what's funny is, like, I mean, look, I have girls. I have little girl, and no, I have little girls. Mm-hmm. My girls are nineteen and sixteen, but I grew up with, you know, I grew up with those shows. I mean, I grew up with Victorious. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, those were shows that I that I loved, and watching her, you know, go from the the ditzy little, uh, you know, bubbly uh, character into a, a force, you know I mean? Mm -hmm. That's, and then, I mean, see, I guess, you know, look, I want to ask all sorts of questions about these people that you're working with. And I know that you have confidentiality within a lot of that stuff. I mean, so Mm -hmm. let's do this worst. You don't tell me the name. You don't have to tell me the name. What is the worst scenario that you've been involved in with a celebrity in that, in that setting of personal chef?
1: Oh God. God, I have a pretty um, fucking story here. Worth, my worst was, um, uh, a client that paid me less than $25,000, paid me $25,000 less than my ask salary. Um, had me working, uh, five to seven days a week, uh, 16 to 20 hour days, no 13 to 20 hour days. 13 was my minimum. When I was only supposed to be doing lunch and dinner, I was doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and the corporate card never worked. I was paying for the groceries on top of it. That was my absolute – that was rock bottom. That was, like, my absolute worst.
0: But how long – I mean, but now to me, that seems like that was a choice by you to do that. I mean, if somebody if, – if, if I showed up and they're saying to me, hey, I'm paying you $25,000 less, I'm leaving. You know? Yeah, I mean, but I'm also rolling. you have I'm to understand
1: out. with the with the with the, with, the, with the height of social media, especially Instagram. I've got like I told you, I'm forty four. There's like twenty year olds who'll do what I'm doing for a lot less or for free because you know, it's it's something like I mean, it's it, the private chef game has tanked exponentially over the last like four years, four or five years. It's it's pretty crazy. Has tanked? Um, you have people. I don't know. It hasn't tanked. It's just it's blown up. Like everybody, like you don't you don't really need a culinary degree anymore to to be one. Oh, it's trust like, me. You know, I do these events, and if I see one more fucking person and, tell
0: me they're a celebrity chef every corner there's a celebrity chef you know exactly. they've been in a magazine one time now they're a celebrity chef it's it's exactly. I, I don't even i don't even i mean i tell people i'm like i'm just a chef don't put the word celebrity in front of it it's not a world that i want to live in just leave it super simple i don't even have the word chef on my jackets unless somebody else well
1: that's why it. Like i say did. i'm a celebrity private chef because i work for celebrities but i'm
0: not saying that I'm oh a there you go uh-huh. I like it. So, so that, so that scenario. Uh, how, how long did you? How long did you work at that job? Uh, I can't say. <laughs> I mean, a I week?
1: Say.
0: Long? Okay. No, All right.
1: Uh, it was, it was a long time.
0: <laughs> That's a, that was a wow. Okay. Well, because I,
1: so, I had listed on where I was and for how long, and I was like, I don't want anybody in the back chat. <laughs>
0: I got you. No, no, we're good. I understand yeah. that. That's cool. That's cool. So, and what, so now, okay. So you did that, that for a period of time, let's talk about like a one-off situation where you're working with celebrities. You know, is there anything, you know, j- that you're like, I cannot believe this is happening right now. I can't believe like, you know, you're working with, let's say you're working with a celebrity and the next thing you know, he starts getting a blow job from a guy, go- from a girl in the middle of dinner. These are the shit that we want to <laughs> hear about. We want gossip. No, I've, we'll I have not been privy to any of that. No, Nothing not, like that. No, I've
1: not been privy wild. to any of that. No, no, no. Everyone, I know I've, everyone's like, been very, very, respectful in that. <laughs> really?
0: Because, really? I mean, I know, mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine who, who was a chef for, uh, who was a chef for a musician, and he was like, you have... The shit that he would tell, he won't even go on air because he's like, everybody knew who he was and who he worked for. And he did it for eight mm-hmm. years. He's like, so if I mention anything, we'll know exactly who I'm talking about. So he won't even go I on. I think I kind of know but who I mean, you're
1: talking about. I'll tell you later.
0: <laughs> and he, I, I'll, I'll tell you right off the bat that you don't. I'll tell you right off the bat that you don't. Sure. Because this person has has 100% has completely disappeared. And is, is nowhere to be found. Did that for eight years, made a fuck ton of money, and literally disappeared. Uh, lives in the islands. Yeah, a lot of So us it's kind do of that. funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: why wouldn't you? You know, I mean, why wouldn't you live out. in that you get world? Burnt out. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy because I, I guess like you're on call to you know, me being on on, seven. Exactly. Exactly. But and I, so, I how is
1: it? We work for families and, and, and like young couples, you know, just married, like, Justin and Haley. Like I don't, I don't work for like the, the single rock star. Like I, I've never, right. no. Yeah.
0: And is that a choice or that's just not something that you've ever gotten into?
1: Uh, it's just not something I've never gotten into. It's just always, I think my, my reputation kind of, um, kind of like spoke for itself of how, how like I took care of people's families and how like, it's, yeah, it's like, I kind of just, like, mixed in. I wasn't, like, standing out, so. Right. That's just and how so that now happened. With, it never was, like, intentional. I now, like with
0: creation. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. With creation of menus and that sort of stuff, I mean, are you doing a full, you know, are you doing a lineup on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis? No, it's just, I mean,
1: No, it's, it's, it's actually right, right, right before service, most of the time. They change their mind so much so much.
0: Right. So like in, in what way?
1: In what way? Like you can plan a meal because you have to shop for it um, right. and and they'll uh, then the house manager or whoever's in charge, the handler uh, approves it and then 20 minutes before service, the, the uh, principal's like well no, I want this and you're like wait what? <laughs> and they like to eat fast they don't like to wait and you just got to right. improvise at all times. At all times. I think maybe, I think it's only my one-off and my catering that it's the exact menu, but uh, in someone's home, it changes every day. That's a drop every day, Right. I've never made what I plan to make.
0: So how are you? I mean, so you just got finished doing whatever. uh, shrimp
1: Remember, kids are very, very picky eaters, too. So I have that aspect. (laughs) Sorry.
0: (laughs) You know, (laughs) I used to do, I used to donate. You're
1: more than a kid, man. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, I used to do. I would I would donate private dinners to people for charities because it was easy. They got a lot of money and the charity was super appreciative for what it is that we were doing. And I, I got it down almost to a science. We would partner up with a grocery store. The grocery store would cover a large cost of the food, plus get marketing involved, blah, 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 blah. It worked out really well for us. And I used to have this one couple that I don't know what it was, but they would always bid on me and win. Well, they had these two kids, and the kids lived on scooters in the house. So everywhere they went and the kid wants to get water he rides his fucking scooter over like the kids didn't walk anywhere they were on scooters the entire play an elevator they'd ride the, uh, the scooter into the elevator elevator up to the bedroom like it was it was craziness but you know I man well, would about I would dog, set up
1: the dog you got to like <laughs> the dogs, they always have more than one dog. And then the dog is just hanging out in the kitchen the whole time. And then you just have to yeah, kind of oh like God. not trip on the dog or step on the dog. I know.
0: My dog is the same color as my dog. My job is so important.
1: glamorous. It's not. I know. It's, 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 it's definitely the hardest thing I've ever, ever done in my life. And I never, well, I mean, it's so- ever, like, if you ask anybody in my family, like, if they ever thought I would grow up and become a chef, like, they'd laugh in their face. So it's like, the fact that I've gotten started from where I did to where I'm at now, just like blows so many people's mind. And,
0: and I mean, do you have a staff with you or are you doing this all by yourself?
1: By myself. But if it's uh, from one off, depending on the amount of people that are coming over, um, the amount of guests, um, what the, like, what the event is and the budget, then yeah, I can have help. But no, it's usually me by myself.
0: And then, so in regards to the training, what did you say?
1: Single serving. Yeah, there you go.
0: Single serving. It's me. just me. So in regards to Mm -hmm. the training part of this, I mean, where, you know, you said, you know, you were reading, you're reading Oprah's book. I mean, where, Mm -hmm. where was there any formal training at all? Or was it all self-taught?
1: No, no, all self-taught. I have a super palate. So um, when people like, I didn't grow, but super
0: palette, super palette doesn't lead to technique. Super palette leads to great flavor. If I, if I
1: don't, if I don't understand how to make something, like a client's asking me to make something and I don't know. Hello, we have Google. So I don't understand how people are so ignorant right now. We have every (laughs) YouTube videos. Like I'll I'll make it happen. There's no excuse for it not to happen.
0: How many times times do people send you a text message? How do I do this? And how many times do you want to reply? Fucking Google it. Yeah, all the time. Like, I get it all (laughs) All the time. time. Hey, what do I do with Sam? I don't fucking know. Google it. You know, I always give great responses and I always give great recipes through. And like my favorite is Thanksgiving the day before Thanksgiving. My phone is fucking blowing up. What do I do with turkey? What do I do with (laughs) stuffing? How do I do this? What would you do? So I started selling my own turkeys out of the restaurant. Like it just got to that point. We just started having fun with it. But, right. um, right. so, so, I mean, you're, you're still learning, you're still teaching yourself. You're still, what, it, yeah. what is, what is one of the most challenging meals that you've, somebody was like, I would love to have this. What is one of the most challenging meals that you've had to create in all this time? Where you were like, I have no idea what the fuck that is. I, I,
1: I like, I don't even remember because these things, they're such a blur after a while. <laughs> I just, yeah. and just throw myself into the bed and pass out. I don't even remember my, like, gosh, who asked me to make something that I was like, what? Um, I think, oh, yes. Actually, it was actually on the show. Um, so on the show, we were all paired up. There were six of us. And we had to do this uh, party for these teenage moguls. And, um, one of the chefs said that she's going to do a build your own crepe bar. And I was like, well, I hope you know how to do that because I don't know how to make crepes. <laughs> like I, yeah. out I was like, <laughs> I, was like I was like, I really, you, you say that you're going to build your own burger bar. You're build, you know, anything easy, but you're, you're picking that to me. Crepes was like, that was hard. And I didn't want it to be on camera that I don't know how to make a crepe. And I was just like, uh, uh-uh, no. Um, right. and then she got completely overwhelmed and I had to jump in and I had to help her and I made crepes. I know that sounds like crazy, but like for me at the time, like that was like, no way, there's no way I'm doing that. And especially on camera. I don't want anybody to like, I just didn't want to mess up my street cred at that moment. At that Sure. Moment, of course. So.
0: Well, and you're doing it in front yeah. of a camera as well. And they're following everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, the last thing they want to mm-hmm. do is see you Googling a fucking recipe for crepes on your phone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the batter I mean, was already one. made, thank goodness. But like, but like, you know, like the whole technique and the whole process, I was like, wait, what? Because it's like, yeah. f- for me, it, I thought it was—I never even I ate a crate before at that at that point.
0: Oh, so yeah. now, what about? I mean, so you lived in your in a in a truck going across country for a while. What was how did that come a to?
1: Twenty-eight foot fifth wheel. Nice. Fifth wheel. <laughs> yeah, um, I just, I, there was a moment where uh, I wasn't traveling. Usually, when the principal goes out of town, I get to travel. I, I couldn't with uh, my last one, and I just, I just, I, the travel bug was just hitting me hard. Um, I was noticing because my work schedule was so crazy, a lot of my relationships were online, um, talking to people through social media instead of meeting up face to face. Um, and then the girl who helped me start my blog, we had been friends for 10 years. She's from Philly. Um, and we were supposed to meet go up Philly. every year. We would try to go to Philly. We would try to meet up in, in Mohegan sun. Um, and she just could never make it because like her father was sick or her dog was sick and then and, uh, you know, 10 years go by. We had never met. And this is someone who helped me get there. And then she passed away, uh, three weeks before. Oh. I got her own room at Mowhee and It was like, it was on, like she, there was no canceling like the universal line and she died. And I was just like, I, I don't want, I don't want to go through that anymore. I don't want to, you know, you care about somebody, you, you need to see them. You need to talk to them. You need to touch them. You need to thank them. You need to like be in their presence. So right. I was like one late night, I started a hashtag RV life and I saw like these, women who are renovating RVs and I had always wanted to do a home renovation, but I can't afford a house in California. And I was like, okay, this hits, this checks every box. I get to travel. I get to see people. (laughs) I get to renovate, get a damn RV. And that's what I did.
0: And how long, and how long were you, were you on the road?
1: Seven months and five days. Wow! And the first 12 days I went to Coachella to go see, because Ariana was um, headlining. And, right. uh, the first 12 days, my biggest fear happened. Uh, the, the trailer caught on fire.
2: <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. How does that no, happen? What'd you do?
1: I didn't do anything. Um, there's somebody like, a lot of these campsites, there are a bunch of old people who still smoke and I was also not far from a homeless encampment and there were really high winds and somebody said got trapped under an Amazon box outside of my trailer. And that, get to it up and yeah wow so I dropped off my um trail in Phoenix through a friend of mine an Instagram friend of mine from the whole RV life RV renovation world um and it took about seven weeks for it to get fixed and in that time I just just drove around and stayed in teepees and yurts and airbnbs and motel sixes in my truck with my dog went back at my RV and then I continued on wow
0: where mm-hmm. is, uh, so, so you, I mean, you came out of LA to start this, this trek.
1: Yes. You so went from LA right, up right. into Coachella. LA down to Coachella. Then, yeah. Then up to Arizona, dropped off of the trailer in Arizona, did Colorado, did Utah, New Mexico, uh, went back to, uh, Arizona to get my trailers and off to Texas and all the way, all the way to New York and back.
0: And what were you doing during this time? Were you cooking or just traveling? I was cooking. I was eating. No,
1: because it's like, I also was kind of, it was scary for me because in the 10 years I had been doing this professionally and and in the, I don't know, the 15 years I had been cooking was the first time I didn't like cooking anymore. And that scared the crap out of me because I think the key to life is to find something that you love and get paid for it so it doesn't feel like you're working a day in your life um so i got to go i got to go back to the basics i was cooking for a bunch of my high school friends kids and stuff you know and um uh, i was working for uh uh there's a new show on chip and joanna games a new network um i can't say what it is yet until it's announced but i got to work for that family in Mm. utah for uh, two weeks and cook for the um the whole crew and stuff so that was cool so it was just like I, I i got to go back to basics i didn't get to be like overwhelmed with the celebrity world that i had been <laughs> dealing with for like the last decade
0: right and so where okay so i mean these are these are i mean how many of those places were you just like fuck i could totally live here or the experience that i've had here is unmatched to anything else I mean,
1: I find that with
0: with travel. I mean, I, you know, people say to me, Hey, have you ever been to here? And I'm like, Oh my God, yes, there is a place on the corner of fourth and fifth that is, you know, has the greatest (laughs) fucking French onion soup. Like I remember little tidbits of every single city, you know, like Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Who the fuck's been to Pawtucket, okay. Rhode Island? You know, well, there's a great bar that's an old ice skating rink up there or that's an old roller skating rink up there where they make all of their mixers. These guys are making their own fucking Baileys. You know, I mean, it's like there's there's little tiny towns that I pull information from. So uh, of some of these major cities that you went into or even not so major, where, you know, what were you really finding? I mean, because I know uh the information that I get from travel is unmatched to anything that I could ever read or, or buy anywhere.
1: Of course, of course.
0: (laughs) So, so, Um, you know, what are some of your favorite cities?
1: Actually, they were like all the small towns were my favorite. Like uh, New Orleans is my favorite city outside. It's just my favorite Uh, city in America. period. I, mean, I, just it's, it's, it's I just refound oh. New Orleans a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you yeah. what?
0: Well, I just refound New Orleans a couple weeks ago.
1: it was it was <laughs> definitely venture out about thirty forty minutes to like my girlfriend Danny's um, home in Louisiana. Homer home was just was and I was there during Hurricane Barry, so <laughs> I, just, I just spent two weeks over there. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Um, I got to go crabbing on the side of the road. I had like the best food ever. I went, uh, uh, we went chasing gators, like, you know, just all this stuff. I never thought I would do in my life. Um, I went to a <laughs> old sugar plantation where the old guys that had been working at the plantation, like since they were kids and they're like in their seventies and eighties now, they made me dinner. So I got to like try like all these different types of food, like low country, like Cajun cooking, um, it was so similar to the flavor profiles I grew up with with Haitian food that I was just like completely sure. blown away um, in Thibodeau. Uh, so I loved that trip. Alabama, I only wanted to go there, like spend a where night was in a that? Walmart parking lot. What?
0: Where did you say that was?
1: Alabama? Uh, Alabama? Uh, oh, where wait, we're what did Alabama. you that? I love? Okay. No, so no. You, I, you said you I spent watched? a night
0: in a Walmart parking lot. What, what part
1: of Alabama? Yeah. So that was my plan. My plan was to stay in a Walmart parking lot because you can, you can, you can, you can park with your RVs there overnight for free. They don't like make oh. a big deal out of that about it. Right. Um, just with Alabama's history, it's a very dark history. Yeah. I mean, I'm a black woman and I'm traveling by myself. Sure. You know, get your rest overnight and head on off to Nashville. Um, my friend, Danny's friends. Um, that brought me to the plantation in Thibodeau. She had a friend named Bubba who has a lake house in Pell City, Alabama. She's like, you need to go see Bubba. You got to go see Bubba. And I did. And I ended up staying there for a week. <laughs> From wow. one night in a my parking lot to being like lakefront. For a week. Sure. It was just fantastic. Um, I and got to discover their, their version of an In-N-Out called Milo's. Um, yeah. I got to cook like my butt off, which was awesome. I made like Adam Perry Lang's short ribs, which I always wanted to try to make myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it was just like cool. I was like in a family setting. Anytime we'd go out to eat, he'd like pull out one of his boats, and we'd just like go across the lake and go to that 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 <laughs> spot or that spot, and it was it was just cool. It was just like it was like you know LA such a rat race, and you don't really get a lot for yeah. your money. So to see like these people who have like more than one home, you know, they have like their main house and then they have like their, their lake house or in um, Louisiana, they call them camps, which are like these, um, these, these, these vacation homes, like uh, in, in, in um, that are like on stilts in the water. And you know, you just, you know, you take your family out and you and time with your family on the weekends. So it, was like, it yeah. was like a huge like eye-opener to me compared to like what I'm accustomed to out here. So I really, I really enjoyed my time in that region. And then it was like, you know, I spent so much of my time arguing with people over politics on social media. And I'm, I'm hanging out with, like, straight-up Trump supporters. Never seen so many guns in my life. Like, everything that I thought I abhorred about people, like, I learned we have a lot more in common. We want the same things. Yeah. We just don't know how to communicate. So being being in people's That's presence, being in their homes was a much different experience than I had ever, ever, ever dreamed of. So yeah.
0: And so so where is the decision to kind of end that? And and I mean was that, you know. Uh, where so you, you went you ended up down in Alabama you're hanging out there for a week, you're in New Orleans, you're doing all that. Were there any of these northeast you know were you heading north
1: at all? I was, but the thing was I had lost seven weeks I had lost waiting for the trailer to be fixed. I lost a lot of time that I had allotted for the road, so uh, the fact that I had never planned to spend like three months total in the southern region, so by the time I made it up to the east, I got as far as like beacon New York and beacon, oh my gosh. What a magical little place
2: <laughs> Holy where
0: cow. is where is
1: beacon beacon it's in it's in the hudson valley in new york upstate new york yeah. you would love beacon it new york yeah I'm
0: trying to see hold on beacon new york mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever been to beacon beacon theater no, you would
1: love it it's about an hour train ride from the city
0: beacon new york
1: hour train ride Mm-hmm.
0: Did, did, do beacon new york wikipedia oh look at that cute little town (laughs) that little town right there
1: it's awesome what how did you end up there um one of the producers for private chefs of beverly hills ended up finding um meeting a man and marrying him and moved off over there and raising her family and so that was the thing. It's like everywhere that I was like checking in, and people saw that I was getting closer and closer to where they lived. Like, oh my god, you to come over and you have to park here. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So look at that. Of, it's well, sixty miles.
1: A lot of, a lot of people. Who-
0: so it's it's ninety miles south of Albany and sixty miles north of New York City. hmm So you're really not. Look at that. What a great little town, and it's on the water.
1: It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Beautiful. That's awesome. Kids yeah, playing I love that. <laughs> yeah. Like just families walking around. Uh, there's this pier that we went to. What was the, what was the holiday? I wasn't, was it 4th of July? No, no, it was September. It was right. Was it Memorial Day? Labor Day? Hmm. Gosh, I don't even remember. Right. Um, yeah. 1683. One yeah.
0: Yeah. Founded in 1683. Oh. So it was confirmed 1685 is oh. the Royal Patent, the Rombo. Yeah, that's awesome. What a great little world. And then, so from there, were you I like,
1: all right, I got to Really? Gotta... I did make it to Philly though. I did. So, I and the only question at a, at a, at a, golf course and I went and checked out, um, South Philly, Barbacoa. I went, did the whole patent oh, wow. versus Geno's thing. Like, yeah. Uh, I got, what to was Shagina. your, and what was
0: your decision? What was your decision?
1: Absolutely, <laughs> of course
0: i mean that's a no-brainer they're opening it up they're, they're getting ready to open up a secondary place that is all puerto rican i believe she's doing the pop-up
1: mm-hmm.
2: she's doing the what
1: it's maria my friend maria you met her in um alan i um she is uh she's a, a chef from puerto rico she's doing a second pop-up with christina out there oh
0: that's chef cool. maria grub yeah i was just yeah, I was just reading about that yesterday. There was an article that had just come out about that that they're opening up a secondary location.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she That's was there. Cool. She was there with um, Monty. Do you remember? There was uh, two Puerto Rican ladies with Monty.
0: Of course, yeah. Monty's in my uh, Monty's been on the show as well, and she right. is going to be on stage in Vegas with us at my Food and Beverage Innovation Center.
1: Oh well, thanks for the invite.
0: Well, I there's only I only have a certain amount of people that I do every Uh year. So I know I know you look (laughs) quick. I do. I mean, look, I have a group of people that I work with, but for us, she was the only chef who doesn't isn't in the industry. Mm -hmm. So all my other chefs are full blown industry chefs. So their knowledge of what because our because the Food and Beverage Innovation Center is all about industry. So I pulled yeah, one she chef. She worked for Roy
1: Choi for a minute. She's from... She's from... She knows how to... She works for that. She worked for Roy Choi
0: for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she knows the industry. I mean, she's got a part of it. Mm-hmm. So, But I always pull one chef a year who isn't fully industry, who understands food as well. So maybe next year we'll have you come out. You never know. We'll see what happens. Uh, thank you. Um, it's a really... I mean, we've grown this show from... Eight chefs, 10,000 square feet to 10 chefs, 65,000 square feet, because we partner up with a series of everybody gets a piece of equipment, an innovative piece of equipment. So they'll tell me what their recipe is. They submit recipes through to us, to me and my team. And then what we do is we pick we send them a food list they choose their top two proteins. We then go back through and say, okay, Monty is going to use deboned chicken leg, you know, and then she's got to create a recipe using that product. And then they send the recipes through two recipes to us. We pick, we pick one of them and then they execute that on stage. And then we feed 500 people per demo. Oh, wow. And I have 30 culinary students from the Culinary Academy of Las Vegas. Chef's Warehouse sponsors all of our food with new and innovative food items. And a company called Middleby Corporation does all of the super cool products. So, like, We work a lot with induction. We work with hoodless fryers. We work with um, self-filtering equipment. I mean, we work with one piece of equipment called the Houdini, which you can cook seven trays of bacon and not smell it due to a catalytic converter. Why why
1: would you want that? Bacon smells like
0: that. Well, because you got to realize that a lot of these people that we're we're really marketing to or that we're trying to get to understand innovation um, are in these super tiny little places. So I've got a 1,200 square foot bar on a corner in Boise, Idaho. Do I want my bar to smell like bacon all day? You know, I mean, there's like and they don't have a hood system. They don't have a filtration system. So what this does is it removes all of the uh, the air laden grease vapors. So there's some really cool, innovative products that are out there. I mean, look, we can talk about sous vide and we can talk about that stuff all day. But there's pieces of equipment out there, like some of these combi ovens that are twenty five and thirty grand that will do the work of five pieces of equipment in one location so that's what we're marketing to and that's what we're really trying to go for so that's why i have nine innovative chefs and then usually one kind of uh one really more of a demo chef than a production chef so it's fun it's a really neat thing and if you want to go to the show let me know i'll get you some passes it's pretty badass it's in vegas the last (laughs) monday tuesday wednesday of uh march so it's fun yeah Fun. But So, I'll so, so what's, what's next for you? I mean, what are you doing now and, and what's happening? I mean, you just cooked for, for Justin Bieber and his new bride.
1: Mm-hmm. They're awesome. They're really awesome. Yeah. Good people. Um, yeah, now
0: how I strict, have, What? what is, what does he have a strict diet? I mean, is there like, cause I know a lot of musicians are super strict on their
1: diets. Well, he's gluten free. Um, he he he's just been diagnosed with Crohn's disease, so um, oh, his diet needs to reflect that as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a yeah. tough one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so, what else? What's his favorite food? My daughters would love to know.
1: <laughs> I don't. I, I I made a lot of cheeseburgers one day. I ended up making like ten cheeseburgers one day. <laughs> I don't know if that's his favorite food, but he definitely loves burgers. He uh, ate ten burgers in one day. Easy. Well, not him, but I ended up making ten burgers that day.
0: Huh. Nice. <laughs> so, what's next for you? what are your What are your next? Uh, what are you doing in the next couple months?
1: The next couple months. Well, um, I did film a lot of the journey, so I have a crap ton of footage to get through, um, and so I'd like to have that edited and start pitching because I, I think I think it'll make a very interesting show for a streaming network. Um, so, I have that. Uh, get to do more gigs on the road the chef appearances like I'll get to see you in um, I think in July and for um, L&A oh I don't
2: know
0: yeah I don't know I don't know what's going on but I heard it's happening in July my problem is I'm I'm in I am on the road for like three weeks of the month in July still filming? separate
2: appearances
0: Um, so my show is kind of chilled out right now. There's a lot of changes that happen at Food Network. So my show is just kind of hanging out for a little bit. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, look, we're talking about network TV. I I don't, I mean, I don't have cable for me Mm -hmm. to watch the premiere of my show. I had to drive up to upstate New York, you know, in the next Mm -hmm. episode I watched on my phone when I borrowed my buddy's password for direct TV. So Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cable, cable and network TV is in a weird space. So there's a lot of different stuff that's happening. So as, as chefs that are doing TV stuff, uh, you know, I don't chase TV. Um, so, I mean, I do my pitches and then I walk away. If something happens, I'm cool with it. Uh, my show, at, who knows what's happening. I actually, I'll know at two thirty this afternoon. So, oh, cause I have my food network. Yeah, well, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, I mean, it's fun. I, I enjoy t- doing TV. Uh, I have a lot of fun with it. Um, I enjoy my web stuff much more because I don't have people trying to turn the show into something Um you know, cause what I do is a, is a totally different than what a lot of other people do because my background's total industry, you know? So, so my knowledge plays within there and the food and the menu development. And prior to being on the phone with you, I did a live menu read for 45 minutes, you know, where mm-hmm. I break down somebody's menu and where they can make more money and do all that stuff. So it's a lot of fun for me to do that stuff and I enjoy it. So, um, but, uh, but well cool. Well uh Manushka, I really appreciate you hopping on with us. Um, you know, to get that insight into you know, somebody who's done the, 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 the varying degrees of the industry that you have from walking and, you know, going from acting into, you know, that chef world and being self-taught is, is super cool. Plus the fact that, you know, you've documented your trip across the country, which there's so many great opportunities. And I feel bad for people that don't travel. You know, I, I have a friend of mine who's like, I refuse to fly. I'm scared shitless. And I said, that sucks. Like, you're so limited to what you can do. You know, no, it's such a weird jump world.
1: Into, jump into a car and go across the country. Just do it. Like, there's no excuse. There's no excuse not to travel. I
0: that. totally agree. I just booked four they flights train, yesterday. Take a, bus, so. take
1: a car. Take a freaking what is one of them bird scooters? Well, now somewhere. they've got
0: they've got what do they call that train? The Pacific Coaster or something? That's ninety nine bucks from L. A. Up to uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. I believe there's a whole train that you can take. It's 99 beautiful. bucks and it just runs the coast. So, I mean, that's something, and it's like a two week trip. I would totally do that. <laughs> the, best
2: the best coast. coast. <laughs>
0: um, so, uh, all right, well, why don't you uh, tell me again, kind of how people can get in contact with you and, you know, anybody out there who's looking for a private chef that, you know, wants to bring you in, how do they get in contact with you? You can email
1: me at single serving at ymail. Not making fun of me about that single serving at once, yeah. What the com. fuck?
0: Hold on, back up, back
1: up, back whatever. up, back up. Come what is what it? What's like, trying to be cool? Yahoo, like try to be cool, like Gmail, and then a it's kind of like a, you know, Google tried to do their own, like Facebook. It happens, you know, people just whatever. So, I own single. So, serving.
0: what <laughs> happened was Manushka yesterday. Happened- Uh, emailed me and she sent me her email and I immediately looked at it and replied why or G and like an hour and a half later you replied back. And I just sent it to my assistant. And I'm like Sam. I, I think it's a typo. I looked at the phone. Y is above G. I totally get it. I think it's a mistake. So we never actually got any of your information. Um, so check your email for an email from my assistant because we got to get your headshots um, out so we can have Maggie take care of those for you. I texted it to
1: you too. So I texted. I know you did,
0: and I thought you made a typo. I totally thought you made a oh, typo because you no, had Y. No, no. I texted you my yeah. headshot. I
1: texted you my one.
0: I know, but you have to realize in this case I'm just the talent. I'm just the talent. <laughs> My, I, I, I forward <laughs> actually right. I forward it over to Sam so she gets all the stuff. It's kind of cool. We have it. We awesome. have an illustrator who does illustrations for every single episode that we do. It's fun. Um, that looks pretty cool. But uh, but cool. Okay, so we're gonna get you at single underscore serving on Instagram, single serving on Twitter, and then single serving at ymail dot com. Hmm. Um, for your, for anybody who wants to hire you and do the stuff. So, Manushka, thanks for hopping on. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me, Brian. Congratulations. This is awesome.
0: Thanks so much. Hey, we're 125 episodes in. We've been doing this for a while, just wow. having a boatload of fun. And, and I've kind of made the decision lately that I really just want to talk to chefs because those are the people that I enjoy the most. So, thanks for hopping on.
1: All right, babe. <laughs> Bye. All
0: right, lady. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. So, uh, there you go. Uh, Manushka Garrier, um, you know, Haitian, uh, born in Brooklyn, living in Miami, kind of following that world up and down and then ending up as an actress, you know, and a private chef for celebrities out in L.A. Like so many different aspects of this world that people get into, um, you know, that really are. Uh, you know, interesting in so many levels. And I think one of the reasons why I've enjoyed doing this show so much the last couple of months, look, don't get me wrong. I love doing it the whole time, but over the last couple of months, I've really just, I've, I've realized how much I love talking to chefs. You know, there's so much fun, interesting stuff out there. And then the things that people are involved in, whether it's charity or the work that they're doing or what they're creating at that point, like to me, that's just a, that, that's a great way to go. So, um, but, uh, so, Manuska Guerrier, she's the one. Um, she's a badass she's a beautiful individual um, very talented woman as well coming out of uh, all these different places just spent seven and a half months traveling across the country in her RV that caught fire and then she ended up back there out there in LA which is great so check her out at Manusha uh, at single underscore serving on IG check her out on Twitter at single serving and then Facebook and all the other good stuff so Manusha thanks for hopping on I appreciate it ladies and gentlemen that's the end of the show for this week you know who I gotta thank Michelle out there at Techno Solution Doing menus and creation of websites And all that stuff for everything that I do She is kind of my spiritual guide In regards to the creativity Of things that I want to create And I just adore her for that In the relationship Uh, The boys down there at RadioInfluence.com Guys, it's simple If you have an idea for a podcast, just ask them They're not hard guys They're going to tell you honestly whether they have an interest or not And whether there's a niche for it And they're going to help you walk through the process You know, doing a podcast was a shit show for me it was a full-blown shit show. I couldn't stand it. My first episode that I ever aired was a show called Road Rash with with Russell Davis. And I edited the whole first episode. And one-hour show took me 60 fucking hours to, uh, to do it. I wasn't going to do it anymore. I didn't enjoy it. We hooked up with another company. That was a full blown shit show. Like I was embarrassed at, at the way that these guys edited the shows, the way they put them together, you know, contacts were just full lies. And then Jerry and Jason, we, we, we connected. And I was hesitant about it. You know, Everybody wants to promise the world, but these guys are serious professionals. So check them out, communicate with them. Not only do I consider them my partners in what we do, but I consider them my friends. Um, We've grown relationships together. They both have great, very successful podcasts that they do as well that you guys should really check out. I believe there's 23 or 24, 25 different podcasts that these guys put together. So um, get over there to RadioInfluence.com Check them out Look at the series of podcasts that they do If you have an idea, pitch them It doesn't hurt You know, you got a 100% chance If you don't A 50-50 shot if you do And then I got Maggie Gagliardi Who I got to see last week up there at Mohegan Sun Just a wonderful individual And I'm really glad that she's doing as well as she is And um, she does all of our promo pieces So ladies and gentlemen Thank you so much for hanging out with me Cheers, have a great day And bye-bye Didn't get duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B R I D U F F. Look for the blue verified check mark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. This is a place for my head. Quick picks on Radio Influence.
2: I never learned that self self care trait. Right all of it put together and then your entire life changes in the blink of an eye. Yep. And it's like, how do you rebound? How do you regroup? How do you rebuild when you're not recovering and you're not healing? It's like so discouraging. It's beyond discouraging. And yet three months later I was back to work. I was back on the air, was back in the studio, back to my grind. I had to always put on a happy face while wow, I was a suffering, miserable prick because I couldn't figure out how to fix it. That's frustrating as hell in and of itself. It was like being in your own personal hell. Personal, yeah. And and you know those closest to me, outside of my mom and my wife, I would always get, "Why are you living in the past? Let it go." You know, all of this stuff happened years ago. Why do why why does it still affect you? And it's like you guys have no idea. Yeah, because no you're—I mean, you're not 100 percent healed. You're still going through the after but, but all they that don't, shit. But but they don't know that. They don't know that because I'm back to work and I'm back grinding and I'm not. I, I'm I'm back. Should be back to where I was. Oh, and you're putting on the. I'm Happy fine. Thanks. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> A Place for My
0: Head with Brandon Thompson and Jerry P. Tuck can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.